stepping into the light. From Flashbangs and Frag Grenades. By Calchexis. Read by Sam Gabriel. Based on League of Legends by Riot Games. Chapter 4 Lux's feet hit the cold stone of the Hall of Champions, and she stumbled for a moment before finding her balance and taking off at a sprint. And there was a match happening today. She'd gotten the message early this afternoon, but it had been more of an FYI due to her association with Piltover. Talks had broken down between the Piltoven Council and the Kenbarons of Zaun over some tariff and border dispute, and tempers had risen to the point that conflict was threatened. That was when the Arbiters of the League had stepped in. The purpose of the League was to mitigate war, and this time, like so many other times, Zaun had agreed to bet the outcome of their argument on the strength of their representative champions. It was an internal matter, and one that had played out plenty of times. Piltover and Zaun probably had more League-settled conflicts on the records than any other pair of individual nations. Even Demacia and Noxus didn't match up. They were like a pair of contentious siblings. Everything came down to a brawl, and while Zahn openly relished the chance to show off its strength, it was a poorly kept secret that the Piltovens were just as happy to see talks turn into a grudge match. It was like they preferred to fight it out. Hold! A League Templar held up a hand, and Lux came to a skidding stop in front of the observation room. Present your mark! Uh, Luxana of Demacia. Lux said as she stuck a hand into her belt pouch and pulled out her champion rune. The armored Templar nodded and swept out a hand, and the door opened at his silent command. Lux gave him a grateful nod as she stepped inside. There was a low murmur filling the room from the occupants. Piltoven counselors and house representatives were taking up one side, while Kenbarons and their associated sycophants and lackeys filled the other. Dominating the center of the observation room was a massive table that held a real-time reflection of the events occurring in the Summoner's Rift. It was empty for now, but not for long. While she waited, Lux drew out the letter. It was a risk bringing it, but she hadn't wanted to leave it behind either. Over and over she reread it. An offer of membership to the League as a representative of the Nation of Zaun, someone who, when the chips were down, could be called upon to fight for the Undercity and all of its people. None of it made any sense. Why? Why would Jinx accept something like this? She wouldn't be the first criminal to be in the League, but most did it to atone for their crimes or pay their debt to society. A few, like the inscrutable Mundo or the enigmatic Bard, did it for reasons that only made sense inside of their own alien minds. But that wasn't Jinx. This was only a risk. She had nothing to gain from this. All Jinx wanted was to blow things up, blow people up, create new ways of doing both, preferably at once, and be with Lux. She reread the lowest lines again, the ones that had caught her mind and held it fast. There was so much etched into those few words, things that hinted at a past that Lux had never dared to scratch at for fear of what she might unearth. Your sponsor has vouched for your capability, and your accomplishments precede you across Runeterra. Your hand in the very creation of Zon is undeniable. In addition, your family ties strengthen your bond to the League. As such, it is the decision of the Arbiters to extend you this offer to take your place among us as one of the legends of your time. Sign here. Jinx. Folding the paper up, Lux tucked it away as she swallowed down her gorge. Whatever that was, she would ask Jinx. 
It was even odds whether or not Jinx even remembered everything the letter alluded to, but she had no doubt that the contents were true. The Arbiters of the League, by some secret sorcery, seemed to know more about their prospects than seemed possible. Past actions, small and large, which shaped the prospective champion, were known to the Arbiters and judged not by moral but by merit. A legend was not a good person. A legend was one whose hand had changed the course of history, sometimes of a city or a nation, or even the world itself. There were beings of elemental strength, terrible shadows of fear and despair, monsters of incalculable horror. There were heroes and villains, knights and demons, and now there was Jinx. The strangest and most gut-wrenching thing in that letter wasn't that Jinx had, apparently, been at least partially responsible for the creation of Zon itself, it was that, according to the letter, one or more members of the League were actually related to Jinx. And the Arbiters didn't deal in hyperbole or metaphor. If that letter said family, then that meant that someone in the League of Legends shared blood with Jinx. Her Jinx. Lux grit her teeth as her temper flared. That meant Jinx had family. She had someone who could have been taking care of her, looking after her, helping her. That meant she had someone who had abandoned her. Lady Crownguard, what a surprise! Lux startled out of her building fury and quickly pushed those emotions into the backmost shadows of her mind as she looked for whoever had called her name. As she did, she mentally fought to place the high-pitched voice for a moment before finally nailing it and looking down. Professor Heimerdinger, good morning, Lux said, keeping her features schooled behind a mask of cordiality. How are you keeping? Oh, excellent, excellent, you know me. He gave her a fatherly grin as he straightened his neat lapels. Always more work to be done, though, but I must say I'm surprised to see you here. I just thought I should attend a few of these, Lux began, even as she mentally fished for a good reason. I'm sure you know that my family has signed a mutual aid pact with Piltover's council, and between all of his duties with the vanguard and the League itself, Garen can hardly be expected to attend these regularly. Heimerdinger made a quiet hum of acknowledgment as he turned to the observation table. You've always been such a dutiful child, Lux. Would that all this world's children, and a few of the adults too, now it comes to it, had your dedication to peace. It was all too easy to slip the mask on, the mask called Champion. A part of Lux had been worried that after spending so much time with Jinx, she might have forgotten the trick. She wasn't sure if she was happy or sad that she hadn't. We all do our part, Professor. Lux replied easily. Besides, I understand there are a few new faces on the Zonite roster, and I wanted to see them for myself. Hmm, yes. Heimerdinger looked both thoughtful and concerned as he pulled a Hextech tablet from his jacket and looked it over. Seraphine Arctura, daughter of Tolvus, and Lena Arctura, Zonite immigrants to Piltover but lives on the border, spends much of her time singing in both cities and is much beloved, making her music one of the few things both cities agree on. She received an offer from both Piltover and Zon to represent her respective cities, and the council was quite surprised when she turned them down. I've heard her music a few times, Lux admitted. It's beautiful. And the other, yes. A dark look crossed over Hammerdinger's face. He flicked past a few documents until it settled on a wanted poster. Jinx, terrorist, murderer, arsonist, vandal, thief often considered to be the poster child for Zonite chaos and violence more so than any other, one of the worst criminals the city has to offer, and that is quite saying something. 
I'm familiar with her work, Lux replied. It was a singular act of will that kept Lux from lashing out, verbally or otherwise. In fairness, nothing that Heimerdinger had said was factually incorrect. Lux just hated it when anyone talked about Jinx like she was an animal. She was beautiful and perfect. Who? Lux bit her tongue, she'd almost asked. Who is Jinx up against? Are we fielding today? She finished smoothly. Heimerdinger turned and flashed a grin up at Lux. Piltilva's finest! Dance, hat lady! Dance! Jinx cackled as she shredded the ground beneath Caitlin's feet while the sheriff of Piltover scrambled back out of the way, taking several grazing shots on her way back. It wasn't enough. Hat lady wasn't nearly fast enough. Jinx darted forward. And the pink-haired girl, Seraphine, that was her name, right? Seraphine Fiend. Funny name. Called out to her, but Jinx wasn't listening. It wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. Striking the ground hard and skidding forward, Jinx yanked fishbones up and over her shoulder, eyeballed the big hat, and took aim. Shit! Caitlin tried to move, but she was already on her back heel. This was easy, too easy. The clockwork girl behind Caitlin was badly damaged from Jinx picking on her. It was easy, though. She was so loud, every step was just click, 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 and Jinx couldn't help but want to make the clicking stop. Tear her apart, stop the clicking. Keep them, both of them, running back and forth. Caitlin, as she tried to punish Jinx for picking on her little clockwork doll girl and clocky, Oriana, that's what the hat lady had called her, would move in to try and protect Caitlin. It wouldn't be enough, though. Just like before, Oriana moved forward to throw out that little clicking ball of hers and a buzzing shield around the big hat and the lady who wore it, and Jinx swapped targets. No! Caitlin realized a moment too late what Jinx's plan had always been, and the rocket careened over Caitlin's head, slammed into Oriana's chest, and the clockwork gears scattered across the bottom lane as Caitlin spat another curse and snapped up her rifle, sighted down, and pulled the trigger. Caught him! A shot blew through Jinx's shoulder and blood spattered behind her. Jinx was laughing. She couldn't stop laughing. This was the best. She used the blowback of the round hitting her and spinning her about to bring up her zap gun and snap a shot straight downrange. The bolt of Hextech energy tore through the shield that Oriana had died to project and slammed into Caitlin's chest. Jinx made her dance to the tune of tearing muscles as she tried to fall back to the safety of her tower, but her legs just kept on dancing. Well, someone had to do it, since the clockwork girl couldn't seem to focus. Her moves were all over the place. Give me a beat drop, Pinkat! Jinx howled. And a thunderous wave of oral energy passed over her and through her and crashed into Caitlin, locking her in place with chains of hexacoustic energy. Jinx spat blood as she brought fishbones up with one arm, took a knee, and grinned viciously. Bye-bye! A massive rocket with a crimson head auto-loaded into the barrel spat forth on a stream of fire and its wide, shark-toothed grin was the last thing Caitlin saw before it slammed into her and detonated. When the air cleared, there was nothing left. Jinx was panting. Her right arm hung loose and barely attached, thanks to the large-caliber round she'd taken to secure that last shot. It didn't matter, though, not here. The wounds all went away like they never happened. Nothing mattered here. Even if she blew it all up, it wouldn't matter if she were here. It all got erased. Jinx, come back! Seraphine called out. You're too far up! Her voice was distant and tinny. Jinx could barely concentrate on her, but she did. She had to get back, right back where? Tower? No, the flat. Home. Had to get back home. Jinx turned and began limping back to the safety of the tower. Seraphine was there, floating on her little platform, bobbing like a corpse in a full sump. And her eyes were wide. Her mouth was open. She was saying something. Jinx, look out! Lux carefully hid her smirk as she watched the battle on the rift play out in miniature over the observation table. 
She flicked her hand across the portion she was standing by to zoom into the bottom lane just as Jinx blew the graceful Oriana apart in a shower of gears. And that was a nasty way to go, and Lux would know. She'd seen the work that Jinx put into those things. Their explosive payload was matched only by their rampant instability. The new champions are holding their own, Lux said, which was as close to a compliment as she could give to the Zolnites in front of the esteemed professor. So it would seem, Hammerdingen replied, but that's not too surprising, at least in the case of Jinx. Unlike some of the other inductees, Jinx has had no shortage of live combat experience, so I imagine this sort of base violence is second nature to her. Lux's eye twitched at the way he said base violence, as if what Jinx was doing was somehow lesser or cruder than what the Piltovens did in the rift, as if Jace with his hammer or Vi with her hackstack gauntlets were any better. Jinx was an artist on and off the battlefield, but of course a Pilty wouldn't see it that way. They would see her wild, haphazard style of combat and see what Lux had thought she had seen when she chased Jinx across the rooftops the day they met. At that time, it had seemed unrefined and completely nonsensical, just a lucky idiot blowing holes in buildings with no concern for any greater plan. If that's what her lane opponents are thinking, Lux began, choosing the bombs of her words with great care, then I understand why they're losing. Professor Heimerdinger looked up at her with a single bushy eyebrow raised up to his voluminous hairline. May I ask you to clarify that statement? Lux nodded. I've faced many foes on many fields, Professor, and you don't live long enough to wear that many scars. She twitched her fingers and zoomed into Jinx just as Caitlin's shot went through her shoulder. Lux nearly bit through her lip, keeping down a scream, and she continued with what she thought was admirable nonchalance without being very fast and very smart. Heimerdinger turned to look over Jinx more critically, and managed to do so just in time to see Jinx catch the normally redoubtable Sheriff of Piltover in a one-two punch of a trap, sealing her into close range and then hitting her with one of the largest rockets that Lux had ever seen. There was nothing left in the lane but a crater. Luck runs out, Professor, and when it does, those who rely on it usually die, and badly, Lux said. Looks like hers is about to, Hammerdinger quipped, and Lux snapped her attention back up just in time to see Vi barrel out of the river with murder etched across her face. Two, no, three, four ribs, four ribs broken, cracked jawbone, fracture in the skull, too, her head was busted, good thing she wasn't using it. Jinx registered those thoughts as fat hands exploded out from the river, collided with her hitting her with a fusillade of blows before knocking her into the air. Most of the hits had caught her in the chest just as she'd turned. Better ribs than a spine, though. Jinx had felt the ribs give way one after the other as she was lifted into the air by the rapid-fire beating. Fatty's face was twisted into a killer's snarl. Bitch! She followed Jinx on the impact wave of her own attacks, following through with hard downward blows that beat her straight down into the dirt. The ground cracked where she hit and Jinx's vision blacked out for a moment before rip-cording straight back and swinging around vertiginously. Enforcer, fat hands, Vi stands for violence, stands for vicious, stands for sis. Metal fingers wrapped around her throat and heaved her upright, and suddenly she was staring into a familiar pair of eyes. Figures, Vi spat. I finally catch you, and it's the one place where I can't put you away for good. Blood and spit dribbled from Jinx's lips as she laughed. For some reason, it was just funny. It was all so funny. Fat Hands was right. They were finally face to face, and it was in the one place where it would never, ever, ever matter. One day, Vi growled as she raised her other fist, I'm going to wipe that smile off your face permanently. 
No! Her fist lanced out, only to stop on a hard barrier of pulsing sonic rhythm just a few inches from Jinx's grinning face. Get away from her! Seraphine belted out a high, sharp note, and Vi was staggered as a bolt of bright, migraine-sharp power took her in the chest. Vi spat a curse as she lunged forward again, her fists flaring an angry red as she charged blindly forward. Jinx cackled as blood spilled from her mouth as she backpedaled, laughing all the way as she pulled one last surprise from her belt and threw it to the ground, just as Vi caught up to her with a bellow of animal rage. Those glowing fists of hers took Jinx hard in the gut, and there was a brief hiss of pneumatic pressure before a blast cone erupted from them like a shaped charge, sending Jinx flying back to strike the tower behind her, then slowly dropped to the ground in a broken slump. A heartbeat later, three of her choppers armed, and then snapped their cruel teeth around Vi's legs. Vi roared and dropped to her knees just as the guardian tower that she'd just barely stepped into range of found its target. Jinx cackled as her limbs began vanishing in a haze of blue light as her shattered body was pulled back towards the summoner's pool, but the process was slow enough that she got to see Vi realize her predicament and blanch. Guess I'm still a Jinx, huh? Jinx spat blood, and Vi's expression went slack with shock in the brief moment before the Guardian Tower's blast scoured her from existence. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voiceover, or character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.